0: Hello guys, this is Danny Wallace and welcome to Time For Us. This kind of episode style that I'm doing today is something you can expect going forward a lot more and it's something called a mini episode is what I like to refer to it as. How I would describe it for you is I guess just my thoughts or things that are coming up in my head, things that are relevant to me in my life conversations that I'm having with myself probably, conversations I'm having with others or any kind of discussions that I think are worthwhile including. So on that note, let's get into it. Today's mini episode is on the topic of addiction or reliance. So the reason this is something I decided that we should have a conversation about is because to be honest, this all kicked like kicked off. It all started when I finished reading Scar Tissue, which is Anthony Kiedis' autobiography. For those of you who don't know, um, although you should, you definitely should. And if you don't, we'll forgive you, but don't tell anyone that you didn't know. Anthony Kiedis is the lead singer, frontman, vocalist, if you will, of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Scar Tissue is his autobiography. If any of you guys have read it, for those of you who have read it, you'll know that a massive theme in that book is addiction. So aside from the fact that now I am madly in love with Anthony Kiedis, and (laughs) I need to find a way to resolve this phantom romance that I have going on in my head from being completely immersed in the world of Anthony Kiedis for the last few weeks, I'm going to get onto a more real, should we say, actually in real life topic, which as I mentioned, is addiction or reliance, something along those lines. So it's also something that's, it's a theme that seems to be cropping up for me quite a lot in my life, in my world personally, and also impacting the people around me um, in their worlds. So I really thought, Why not jump onto a podcast and bare my soul to any person who who possibly would lend me their ears? Seems like a healthy (laughs) and practical way to discuss this. So since addiction has been reoccurring in my life as a theme as of late, I have been forced to do quite a lot of introspection, or maybe not forced, but have naturally fallen into quite an introspective space. So, the other day, I went on a little promenade walk in Seapoint. I often do that. Went down to the prom. It was a pearl of a day. Sun was glistening on the ocean water. That Atlantic sea breeze was crisp on your skin. Smelt salty and delicious in the air. Had my AirPods, popped them in my ears. Went on quite a purposeful walk with, obviously, the red hot chili peppers blaring in my ears. Mmm, so you can just imagine. In fact, I'm not even walking. I might be strutting at this point. I'm definitely singing along. Needless to say, with the red hot chili peppers as my background music, I started going quite, like, deep in thought. And there's nothing quite like a promenade walk to help you organize your thoughts and help you get a better grip on what the fuck's going on in your head. So yeah, let's get into it, guys. Let's just look at the word addiction for a moment. If we take a little sec, that word in itself, can we just have a moment for how uncomfortable it makes us? Like, it actually makes my skin crawl a little bit. Saying the word addiction, saying the word addict, anything along those lines, it's just like, gives us the heebie-jeebies. And I think (laughs) naturally makes us want to repel from the concept of it, or any association with it. When I think of the word as well in relation to myself and I think of myself as being someone who might be struggling with an addiction or something like that, it brings up for me personally feelings of like shame and embarrassment and weakness even and probably also craziness. It kind of makes me feel like I might just not be that well in the head if this is something that's on my agenda, right? So I just want to make a disclaimer here. I'm not only referring to drugs specifically. I know that obviously the book Scar Tissue centers a lot. It orbits around heroin, actually. I'm not referring to that specifically. Not not heroin at all for me personally. But there are so many other substances that we are reliant on, that we are addicted to. I mean, nicotine, caffeine, sugar, the list goes on let alone just drugs. So I'm making a point of recording a podcast and going out on a limb here, because first and foremost, I really feel like addiction should not be something that is so hard to talk about. My own feelings and concern around addiction, if I look at myself, I can kind of see it as what might be a truth in the way that I struggle to say no to something, or struggle to say no to things even though I know that there's a part of me that really wants to not do it and knows that there's the decision I'm about to make is is not in my best interest. Like, for example, I don't know, I might say to myself, I'm not gonna drink anymore. I'm gonna give drinking a break. When I'm confronted or present, not even confronted, let me just tell you, a glass of wine is not confronting. That delicate thing presents itself to you in the most enticing way. So when I'm presented with a glass of wine, despite whatever I might have been saying about how dedicated I am to giving it up or stopping because I know that it's not serving me, my knee-jerk reaction would be to pick up the glass of wine and indulge in it. It's almost like the cue from thinking something and reacting on it is so succinct that I don't even have a moment to breathe or think about my decision before I've done it. And that's a pretty shit feeling. It's a pretty shitty feeling to feel like you have no control over yourself, over your actions, to feel as though if something's presented to you that you can't say no. Even though we can always say no, but it's like that feeling of, you know you know better, you know you want to say no, but you don't even really give yourself a chance to say no because you're so used to doing something or you're so craving doing something that you just kind of, I don't know, let yourself down go against your own word and give in to satisfying that desire to indulge. One thing I know for sure about myself is that when I do that, when I let myself down as it were, maybe it's not doesn't feel the same for everyone, I'm just talking about my own experience, um, whenever I feel like I've let myself down, it kicks me straight into a shame cycle. It's like I shame myself, I think, oh my god, you're a worthless piece of shit. Look at you you have no self-control and i'm really mean to myself that's just something that i am um, on a good day let alone when i fuck up so i'm pretty mean to myself shame cycle kicks off and then the irony in that is that it feeds even further into me wanting to escape myself because i'm like you're such a crappy person Escape cue. Let me get out of this situation. Don't really like being in this body or feeling this way about myself. So let me get the F out of here. How do I do that? Why not have a glass of wine? Why not indulge in some recreational drugs? (laughs) That'll do the trick. (laughs) Look, guys, I know that I'm talking about this quite openly, but. The truth is that I think that this is going to resonate with, I'm hoping, at least one other person who's listening to this. And I'm prepared to take the risk. I don't even really see it as a risk, to be frank. It's actually just the truth. And if I'm talking about recreational drugs on a podcast, it's my podcast, and it's the truth. So there. I digress. Let's touch on escapism. Right. My belief, at least with regards to escapism and in relation to substances is that before anyone becomes physically addicted to something like before there's that cellular physical addiction to a substance there's something that preludes that which is in essence what you would be using the substances for to escape so that preluding moment I think could be described as some kind of a discontent, something that you don't want to be with, something that you can't sit with, and something that brings you some kind of discomfort within yourself. Perhaps it's even something that you just find completely unbearable, a feeling, an emotion, a sensation of just not being able to cope with whatever you currently have access to in order to cope. So it's that preluding discomfort that we are trying to quell or satiate when we do things like indulge in substances to change our mindset, to change the way that we perceive our realities because whatever we were perceiving before we altered it through substances was not really something that we thought was that lacquer. I know that um, as an individual, I struggle immensely with escapism. Um, I've made jokes to myself private jokes if you will that I should change my Instagram bio to escape artist because that's kind of how I feel sometimes I feel like I'm such an expert at escaping and the reason for that is I guess I'm just like I've been quite a bundle of anxiety my whole life it's taken me several years in my adulthood to be able to identify specifically that I am anxious because I think I cope and I function quite well. So coming to terms with the fact that the way that I'm feeling isn't actually how the everyday person feels and goes about their life, um, it's taken me a few years to register that and then to label it and I guess deal with it is a whole nother thing entirely. So with that bundle of anxiety, it's almost like I feel sometimes, if I could describe it as if i'm on fire it's like i'm wearing a fire suit or something and someone's doused me in gasoline and lit a struck a match tossed it on me and i'm up in flames but i'm looking through this visor at myself on fire and being like holy shit this is really hectic i need to get out of here and i make this analogy because it feels unbearable and feels like I'm trapped almost in my own body which I think in retrospect or looking at it now is probably because of my inner critic I'd imagine that that has a huge impact on why I feel like quite terrible just being still or being in my body with myself (laughs) I'm sure that this could really sound like I am an absolute mental case but that's a risk that I'm willing to take as well that's also another risk I'm willing to take in honor of being honest and just being truthful because of my tendency towards escapism I've become quite aware of my relationship with substances as I've said already I'm not going to keep repeating it but to me they kind of go hand in hand Um, because you I guess you need tools to escape right and the ones that are at immediate grasping level if you will are things like, I don't know, shit, we have so many substances in our lives. Caffeine, sugar, nicotine, alcohol, drugs, you name it. We have access to these tools whenever we want. I personally know that I am quite guilty. And maybe I shouldn't say guilty because I really don't believe in in saying that something's good or bad. But I can definitely own up to using various things in a day just to kind of get through so like an average day for me at some point would be a glass of wine in the evening which results in a poor night's sleep wake up in the morning feeling a bit groggy have a coffee that's caffeine get us stimulated feeling jittery have a cigarette then get to the afternoon have an afternoon crash from drinking caffeine and feeling tired from the night before eat some sugar, get that energy level right back up, wrap the day up feeling completely discombobulated and think, wow, that was quite an intense day. You know what I need? A glass of wine. And so the cycle goes on and on and on. I never really realized the impact that was having on me until recently, in fact. And that epiphany dawned on me through an Ayurvedic cleanse that I did last week so this is all very recent information guys like I'm not preaching I'm not standing in the pulpit right now this is stream of consciousness vibes putting shit out there hoping that it resonates with someone and even if it doesn't at least just being honest to myself and honest with myself but last week I did I mentioned it on my my podcast with um Kerry I was in the middle of doing an Ayurvedic cleanse now I have done it Essentially, it was, as I mentioned previously, eliminating caffeine, nicotine, sugar, alcohol, and basically eating, It's in essence, vegan, eating vegan, so not much meat, well, no meat at all, actually, and then just drinking ghee in the morning. So that's kind of the only, it's not really, it is dairy, I guess, drinking ghee in the morning, which I guess would be the only thing that really throws off the whole vegan aspect. But I did that for seven days and the whole purpose of that cleanse is to recalibrate and reset your nervous system. I can tell you, honestly, honestly, and like it actually pains me to say it because let me tell you how much I love everything that I've just listed in terms of all the things that they're telling me I need to stop I love each of those individual things as if they were my own children. I love alcohol. I love nicotine. I love sugar. And I love caffeine. You know, I really, really do. I fucking love them. And you know what I love more than them individually is all of them at the same time. I really love it. So it does pain me to tell you that doing this cleanse left me feeling like a completely different person in the best 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 way I was so shocked to see how clear of mind I felt how grounded I felt how present I felt how at peace I felt and it really was quite alarming to me because it showed me how in utter fucking tatters I was before I did this thing when I was doing coffee, the this, the that, the la 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 la, going through what I thought was everyday normal life, which I think a lot of people do, to then stop it entirely and feel like a completely different person and feel amazing was diabolical to me. So a key learning for me coming out of that detox has been the realization of how much my dysregulated nervous system was feeding into my anxiety. I mean, it sounds stupid to say like that, Now that I'm saying it, it's like, duh, no duh, but genuinely, I had no idea that all of those things were really impacting me in such a hectic way, and that obviously, that impacts how I feel in my own body, which means that it was difficult for me to stay in my body, because I was like, this is a shit show in here, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> like, somebody phoned Dr. Phil, because i I can't actually manage this myself, which means I would seek refuge, which would be the escape hole story that we just went through, and I would escape through whatever on earth I could get my hands on. So coming back to what I've said that I've noticed, and that is that being completely unadulterated in my body, and when I say being completely unadulterated, I'm talking about myself as a human being, being unfiltered unmarred uninfluenced by anything else just being completely myself inside of my body without any other influence has really helped me create a longer pause between any external stimulus and my reaction to it so having a more regulated nervous system and mind has really helped me create more space To break my automatic response and like my habitual response it's just given me a moment of pause that's allowed me to make a different choice it's being more grounded and feeling more at peace in my body is like basically allowing me a breath between my discomfort and what would usually be my exit route of choice from that discomfort And you know what that little moment of breath or little moment of pause actually means? It means, and I love to say it, that I have more power to make better decisions. I have more power to make decisions that are going to better serve me. It means that the escape elixirs that I have been dabbling in hold less power over me and makes me feel more comfortable and more content in staying in reality, I'm more happy being in reality, which is essentially to be sober, to be in reality, to be cognizant, fully present in the realness of what's going on around you, and what's going on inside of you, is unfiltered, no holds barred sobriety, and honestly, that's been something that's honest like it's just been really tough for me to even think about wanting for myself like who doesn't want a better version of reality and if taking some dwellies or drinking a drink is going to help you get that then why not you know why not dabble well the reason why not I guess is I don't think I don't think it's a bad thing to indulge I really don't think it's a bad thing at all But for me, I think, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, it's just like when you start losing grip of who's actually in charge and if you are in control of what you're deciding or if you are reliant on using other things to help you get by, that's kind of where it gets a little bit slippery. Things start looking, the waters get muddied, you know? And when I started this podcast and I said to you guys, we need to talk more about addiction and talk about it more openly, it's because I haven't personally always felt like I've had that control. And I felt the little nagging monkey on my back, whispering voice, cheeky, sneaky, little temptation, probably more regularly and more often than I would like. The sweet beckoning of fucking escapism of drugs of alcohol of anything you can name that would be indulgent because I think I really just am quite an overindulgent person is what I'm learning at the age of 30 but needless to say the point of this is because I really really think that These are conversations we should be having more openly and more outwardly. And I really don't believe that casting addiction or reliance in darkness and shrouding it as some terribly dark, horrible thing that we can't even associate with individually is productive. It's really just not a productive thing to do. If anything, throwing it out with the trash and making it something that's so horrible to talk about or so horrible to see yourself in relation to, I would say is quite probably catalytic for shame and these shame cycles that arguably can drive someone even deeper into addiction or escape. Like it's hard enough struggling with something, I just don't see the necessity in making someone feel bad about struggling with something or making yourself feel bad about struggling with something. And honestly honestly as far as I'm concerned we are all a bunch of addicts just trying to get by really I know that sounds quite like far out to say but I really feel like the human brain is just hardwired towards addiction or obsession or whatever you want to call it reliance it's like if you're not addicted to sugar then you're addicted to porn if you're not addicted to porn then you are addicted to caffeine. If you're not addicted to caffeine, then you probably have an alcohol problem. If you're not addicted to Anthony Kiedis, then I don't know. There's something wrong with you. (laughs) And that was not a joke, guys. I know you thought I was laughing, but that last point was dead serious. If that last addiction you don't have, then genuinely there is something wrong with you. But no, in all seriousness, I really feel like We all struggle with this thing and it takes shape and form in many different ways, but I really feel like it's something that we should be more open to owning as a fucking society and as a truth of what I really feel like is a grappling of our human existence, right? Like there's things that we just, that just suck about being human. Our reptilian brains are one of them it's it's a challenge trying to navigate earth and navigate our lives with these triggering angry <laughs> emotional ridiculous brains that exist in our heads that we most of us i think very very few of us have control over most of us don't have control over is what i was trying to say earlier like you know what i'm saying so lastly I just wanna say that if you're listening to this and if you have experienced that nagging monkey on your back feeling of knowing that you wanted to say no to something, but you can't, or not that you can't, that it's just hard for you to say no, that you feel a little bit powerless, that you shame and you judge yourself a little bit for that feeling of powerlessness, that I wanna just tell you right now Human to human, you are not a freak at all. And if you are, then that makes the two of us. (laughs) Genuinely speaking, you are not a freak. I really feel like that has to be said because I have grappled with this on my own, in my own private world and thought I need to go into the loony bin. I mean, not that extreme, but really I have. I've kind of been like, There's something wrong with you there's something wrong with you there's something wrong with you and the more conversations I have with people honest conversations with people the more it becomes apparent that it's not just me that's feeling this way but that there's this social agreement in place in which admitting that you don't have full control over something indicates that you're a fuck up or that you're weak or that you're dangerous or that you need to be better, and it's, there's, we create this level of it being unacceptable, and honestly push people into secrecy, into secrecy, and into lying, and into condemning themselves, self-flagellation, self-condemnation, and these are all really crappy things to do to yourself, and to do to others, so yeah, I honestly see addiction as an everyday thing, not so much an end of the road thing, which is, I think, how we've been conditioned to see it. And the sooner we normalize it and the sooner, the sooner, the sooner we normalize talking about it and owning up to it, the better we can handle it, honestly. And the better we can accept ourselves and the better we can love ourselves. Uh, I know I feel like I'm going on a bit of a tangent here, but really, I feel like You know what's so nice? It's so nice to love yourself. It is so nice. It's so nice to love yourself. And honestly, it's the least that we all deserve. It's the least thing we can grant ourselves is just self-acceptance and self-love. It's the least thing. And it's also probably the hardest thing to accomplish. But I think that having this kind of a conversation is at least a small step in the right direction. Also, just to make it clear, I feel like I have to say this, it really does not mean in any way, shape, or form that I'm not going to keep drinking and partying. Um, Just want to say that. Uh, So, if you guys see me out and about with a drink in my hand and a young cigarette out the corner of my mouth, I suggest you waltz right on over and buy us both a tequila. Do you get what I'm saying? The gist of it is that I'm not saying that I'm some angel. I'm not saying that I know it all because I know virtually nothing. But you know what I do have is opinions. And I would like to put them out there. And I would like to just stimulate a different thought process around things. And I would like to challenge the status quo. And I would like us to have these conversations. So let me know what you think, actually. I would be interested to hear what you think about this as well. And in closing, I would like to add that this is my very humble and unprofessional opinion. 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 It's just my opinion. And yes, it is unprofessional. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I've not studied anything along these lines. All I'm speaking from is my own personal experience. And I'm taking the two brain cells I have in my head and rubbing them together to come up with a concept or a thought that I'd like to share with you. And at the very, very least, this has been a beautiful exercise in vulnerability and an exercise in self-acceptance that I have done, which I'm quite happy about, accepting myself as well in owning up not even owning up, why am I saying owning up, just talking about this shit, like, I'm not owning up to anything, it's just being like, yes, this is what goes through my head, if it goes through your head too, you're not a psycho, okay, it's gonna be okay, it's going to be okay, anyway, guys, that's all from me, Um, yeah, look, uh, it's been real, it's been groovy, and it's been great, we will chat soon, no doubt, new episodes released on wednesdays i guess that's what i say now um i look forward to hearing what you guys have to say if you have any comments concerns questions um please dm me on instagram my handle is at dan underscore ann wallace let me know what you think let me know if this resonates with you or if you think it's a load of shit okay bye